Thank you very much for being here. Happy to have you aboard for yet another week. Former technology executive Lisa Erickson was ill and she didn't know why until she took control of her own energy and now teaches others like you to do the same. Find out how her groundbreaking technique helps in business and life. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, episode number 131, starts right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business, one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Litnikoff, and I am with Lisa Erickson. Now, she is a, and I'm reading from her bio, and you can check out her her bio at uh, chakraempowermentforwomen.com. And, um, of course, that's quite a long URL, and I'll put that in the resource section in the notes under this podcast, of course, as you well know. But uh, Lisa is a chakra-based energy worker, writer and teacher specializing in women's energetics and sexual trauma healing and she's author of a couple books chakra empowerment for women self-guided techniques for healing trauma owning your power and finding overall wellness and the other book the art and science of meditation how to deepen and personalize your practice now boy there's a lot there, I, it's fair to say you are an expert in chakra healing. And Lisa, I'd love you to explain what that's all about to our audience. Give, but give them anything else that you'd like to tell them about your bio. And, and again, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff, and thanks for having me. And I am so glad to be here both as a woman business owner and also as someone who helps a lot of women own their power in various ways, whether that's from healing through trauma that might be holding them back or helping them let go of limiting self-beliefs because you can do energy work and meditation work to help shift in those ways. There's a lot of different ways that this actually really contributes to women in business. So it's a great link for me. Chakra-based energy healing, it's really almost like therapy except that I utilize guided meditation and energy body work where I'm taking someone into feeling different emotions, fears, past experiences that might be holding them back, self-beliefs that might be limiting as they're held in the body. And then we work with the chakras or energy centers as a way of helping to clear those and replace them with self-beliefs that serve what that person is trying to accomplish. So that's kind of the overview of the kind of work that I do. It's really guided energy therapy. Well, and you see how much I know about this stuff because I was saying chakra, and it's chakra, so I want to be very clear. But, you know, people listen to this podcast. They're, they're used to me mispronouncing things, so it's kind of like it's just my thing, I guess. But at any Oh, rate, no, that was fine. People go sha, they go cha, they, they put emphasis on it's all good. It's all good. Oh, well, that's, well, that's great, but I want to go with what you – because you're the expert, and I want to go with what you said. So at any rate, so I like chakras, and so let's – Maybe define what is a chakra for people that don't know mm-hmm. what that is. And then you talk about, mm-hmm. um, you know, healing and energy centers and all that stuff. So maybe an overview, not mm-hmm. only what a chakra is, but then an overview of what people would do through you to get healed and get those new beliefs, mm-hmm. as you said. 
Well, so our, we have an energy body, and the, this is put forth by energy medicine traditions all over the world for many hundreds of years. And many people don't realize that energy medicine has, is already present in our Western society. Acupuncture is based on energy medicine. Reiki, which is now actually kind of common in hospitals, is another form of energy healing that has been incorporated into Western healing. And yoga, believe it or not, is actually based on the energy body. Those postures, when they were originally developed, were not just developed to strengthen and stretch the physical body. They were actually also developed based on energy anatomy to help align different energy centers or chakras in our body. So there are a lot of different energy medicine traditions around the world, and chakra is just a word that has come to mean energy center. It's a Sanskrit word from ancient India, but really there are other energy center mappings that have come from other cultures besides ancient India, and they're all remarkably similar. And what's so interesting, you know, our energy anatomy, these energy centers or chakras, it's like our stomach or our heart or our different parts of our body, we have these different energy centers and they're like an intermediary layer between our physical body and our psyche. So you can work with it within holistic medicine, both in combination with physical medicine for a physical issue, whether that's naturopathic or allopathic medicine. You can also work with it in combination with counseling or psychological or spiritual or personal development work that you're doing. And often, you know, the whole premise of mind-body medicine is that those things can be linked. You can have a physical issue that's linked to a psychological issue and vice versa. So when you're working with your energy body, you're kind of getting to all of it. And so what I do is we focus in on different energy centers. We, For example, you might focus on your heart chakra right in the center of your chest, and we do different exercises with that to help release blocks to receiving, for example, which is one of the psychological functions linked to the heart, or your capacity, feel worthy or deserving might be another set of uh, beliefs that are linked to the heart chakra. And we would do various guided meditations to help shift the energy and the psychological orientation to those themes. So is that all gobbledygook, or did it make sense? No, it makes it made perfect sense, and it's you know it's great, great. that it you kind of referred it to a lot of things that we're familiar with, like acupuncture and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot more sense. I, I love the explanation that you gave me. But let's talk about you specifically. You'd mentioned at the top mm-hmm. of the show how you are a woman in business yourself, and mm-hmm. your path was a lot different at one point. You mm-hmm. were a technology executive in New York City. Um, you mm-hmm. use this type of healing for yourself, so you, you mm-hmm. walk the walk and talk the talk. And now mm-hmm. you've turned this into a business, which I imagine, you know, mm-hmm. when you were in school and whatnot, you, you probably didn't, you, you know, when you were probably a sophomore or junior in college, you weren't saying, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a, sh- a chakra healer someday. And so you've had mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, morph yourself into this. So I'd love to hear the backstory of all that. Yeah, it's been a circuitous route. Uh, is, that, is that the right pronunciation? Yeah, which I think we all discover. I'm 53. At a certain point in life, you realize that, right? You don't always end up where you thought you would go, but it's all good. And it's a, this is a very beautiful life that I would never have imagined. But, yeah, when I came out of college, I was working in technology. I wasn't yet an executive, but I did work my way up to that in the busy 90s of New York when technology was really booming, right? The Internet and enterprise software within corporate environments was very stressful. I'd always been very healthy, and I started to experience a lot of health issues 
and there didn't seem to be a physical cause. And the doctors finally told me it was stress, right? And although it was somewhat unusual at that time, someone recommended I try a meditation class. And the one that I wandered into happened to be a chakra meditation class. And beginning to meditate along with yoga and some other things that I was doing really turned things around for me. And it got me really curious. And I started to study on the side, but in formal class settings with other energy healers, energy medicine, never really expecting to necessarily for it to be a career. But then the second big turn was after the uh, birth of my first daughter. I was already 38, so I had children late, and uh, she's now 16. I had another big health crisis. And that got me very curious specifically about women's energetics, which is one of my specialties. Women's energy medicine teachings, how are they different from men? What happens postpartum? That got me into a lot of other themes around women's energetics, including menopause and things like that. And so that's how I developed this specialization in women's energetics. And I just decided I really wanted to make a career shift and make this my life's work. And from that, I ended up in trauma healing, too, because I had so many women coming to me who had sexual abuse or assault in their background. So that became another specialization of mine. And I was going to ask you exactly Mm -hmm. about that, because that was something that was very prominent on your bio. And what a perfect segue. Mm -hmm. Is this something that you intended to do as you got into the practice? It seems to me it might be the latter of what I'm about to say, Mm -hmm. that it just became apparent that that was a big need and that Mm -hmm. that was a place that you could really make a positive impact on the world. Yeah, it really was a need that arose as I was doing more women's workshops. I also had had a friend, a good friend in college who had revealed to me that she had been sexually abused as a child and, and she's still a good friend to this day. So it was a theme in my life that was, that was there, that was personal, but I was just really stunned how many women were coming to me about this. This was pre-Me Too. Now we've all seen the numbers, right? Now because of the Me Too movement, there's been a lot of articles about the prevalence of abuse and of course it's not all just abuse against women either but the predominant amount of it is and and what a problem this is in our culture. And it really is a lot of women have experienced it in some form and it leaves lasting imprints and feelings of shame often, unworthiness, self-blame that can impact a woman in so many ways that she might not expect, including in her career and in her business, right? And certainly in her relationships. So healing that is really very important and it's become a big part of my work. And it's a big part of the of my book, Chakra Empowerment for Women. I kind of took some of what was in that free ebook that's been around for a long time and put it into a more accessible structure in the published book that came out last year, Chakra Empowerment for Women. Okay, so there's women listening right now and maybe mm-hmm. some of them are thinking this could be in the woo-woo realm and this can't really help me at all. And yeah. Or maybe they don't even realize that. And I'm not trying to throw a negative out on it. I'm trying to play yep. kind of devil's advocate here about, you know, maybe some some people that have not really heard of chakra healing before might be a little yeah. skeptical about it. But if you could tell me, and I know you can't give specifics and, you know, violate your mm-hmm. patient's trust, but... If you, in a general sense, can tell me about the positive outcomes that your clients have had by engaging with this type of therapy, I think it would be very helpful for somebody that may be listening and is not exactly sure if it could actually help them or not. Yeah. Well, and of course, I really believe no healing modality is for everyone, and it is especially important 
for trauma survivors to find the modality that works for them, that feels safe, that feels like they resonate with the practitioner. This is everything, right? But I think for the people who resonate with the kind of work that I do, what they will often say is they have done talk therapy. It was helpful in terms of understanding the narrative of what happened to them, right? Under putting together memories and understanding how that may have impacted them. But then they still feel in their daily life as if there are patterns of anxiety or holding back that or self-blame or shame or things like this, self-protection that are limiting them in some way. And in the moment, they feel it's linked to their past, but they can't completely change in the moment. This is where energy tools can really help you because part of what we work with is, okay, so you were in that situation where you wanted to speak up for yourself and you couldn't and you froze. Let's go back into that moment. What were you feeling in your body? Let's work with replacing that with another feeling. Let's practice doing it another way. And it's really a way of remapping and reprogramming your response to situations that might be triggering and you, you never really knew they were triggering until now, right? We often think of triggers. We think of war veterans. We think of someone who has been through a war and they've experienced bombs in a field So they jump when a car exhaust goes off, right? Like that's kind of the stereotype of a trigger. But triggers are much subtler than that. It can be the way someone speaks to us makes us freeze, and it's because on some unconscious level they remind us of someone that abused us when we were five. It's very subtle. You can't always pick up on all of that in therapy, but you can work in the present moment with how you feel and change your response and and heal and reprogram your response. That's what this kind of energy work is helpful for. And we've just got about a minute left before we head to our last few questions, but I also want to give you the opportunity because we talk a lot about trauma survivors, sexual Mm -hmm. abuse survivors, etc., but it seems to me also from reading your website that maybe you don't need that type of trauma in your background to still benefit from what you do, like because there could be some mm. other things that are holding women back and something that is maybe they don't even realize. Maybe it's not something as dramatic as uh, major trauma, but it's still something that's been bothering them for years, and it sounds to me like you can help them too. Absolutely, and, and not all of my clients are trauma survivors, for sure. I help women work with their menstrual cycles, for example, if they experience very heavy PMS and menopause, but also just conditioning. We have a lot of female conditioning around people pleasing, for example, or not being able to assert boundaries. And this kind of work can help with all of that. So all of those kinds of themes are really relevant. And I should mention, I do work with men too, but I would say about 75% of my clientele is women. Well, that sounds uh, that sounds good. I, yeah, I wanted to give you the opportunity to have that explanation because, again, as I'm interviewing you, I know that you know one of your areas of specialty is trauma and whatnot. But there's also I know that your clientele you had a, a wider base than that. So I'm glad you were able to expl- yeah. explain that. And um, resources a perfect uh, segue to the resources here. Uh, of course, we're going to have resources to everything that you have to offer on your website. Of course, your website is so vast that I may be missing. Some things. So I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk about the resources, not only on your site, but also anything else you think that might help the folks listening. Well, for any trauma survivors out there, I should mention a nonprofit I'm involved with called the Breathe Network, and their website is thebreathenet.org, and they provide a lot of resources for connecting trauma survivors with holistic practitioners, practitioners that are trauma-informed about how specifically to work with trauma survivors, and that's everything from 
masseuses to therapists to energy workers like myself to other kinds of alternative healing. So that's a great resource. And yeah, I think also my other website that I'll mention is enlightenedenergetics.com and and both websites are linked to each other so you could find them. But I do have a lot of free meditations and things like that where people can try out chakra work without having to make a financial investment and see if it works for them. (laughs) So that's a good place to start as well. Well, great. Lisa, I'm going to give you the floor at the end, as I always do, and uh, I'm going to hand the mic over to you, and you can take out the podcast in any manner that you see fit, and you can address the audience with whatever you'd like to say. So, Lisa Erickson, the floor is yours. Thank you, Jeff. That's fabulous. That's a fabulous way to complete your podcast. And I guess what I would really like to say is that you are more than your physical body, And to connect with that in whatever way resonates for you, energetically, spiritually, find resources that feed you, that empower you. If you're interested in my own, of course, Jeff's already mentioned my book, Chakra Empowerment for Women, and the website of the same name, and Art and Science of Meditation, if you want to explore meditation, give it a try. That's what I would say. Keep your mind open. Give it a try and see if it does something for you. Well, Lisa Erickson. Chakra Empowerment for Women. And uh, of course, we'll have links to all your books and the nonprofits and all the things that you just mentioned. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And thank you. I know you're a very busy person. You have a lot of clients. And for you to spend time with us this week was amazing. And thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff, for all the great women that you are highlighting and supporting. I appreciate it. I could not do it without my partners at Athena International. They're definitely the originals when it comes to supporting women. So, Lisa, I really appreciate you saying that. The message of the next episode is very interesting. Cherie Burton has made sure to make her mess her message in life. And you're going to be able to find out what Cherie has learned throughout her struggles and what she believes to be the cure for depression. Here is a little bit from Cherie. I truly believe, Jeff, that I kind of have cracked the code on depression. I'm just going to quickly say yes. Like, I, I feel like I have. And I know that it's different and personal to each person and their, their journey and what they've been through and what their biological constitution is. But by and large, there's some markers that, when employed, will actually put people on the path to healing. All right, our message to you is help us grow. And there's two simple ways to do that. First of all, rate and review the podcast and then also share the episodes that you find relevant. If you could do even one of the two, you would help us immensely. But regardless, we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next week.